Hoş geldiniz. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we are diving into season two of Ash 101. We're discussing the premiere episode this week. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized these episodes don't have titles. They no. Don't, they're just like. It's like they decided, eh, they don't need names anymore. <laughs> They're just yeah. like season two, episode one, season two, episode two. So, um, yeah, I won't have any more Turkish translations to do for you guys um, for what the episode titles are. I kind of wonder – I wonder if that was like they just forgot about it or they like made an active decision to like not title them because that is kind of weird that the whole first season has episode titles and these ones just don't like – Anyways, I mean, it's not – it doesn't really matter, but it's just interesting that they made that, that like, swap. So – Yeah, maybe they just shifted direction with certain things. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, well, we don't have any housekeeping for you guys because <laughs> uh, we literally just recorded the season one finale yesterday for us, obviously, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago for you guys by the time you're listening to this. So um, no exciting announcements, no new information for you. So I think we can just um, start talking about the episode. So Sweet. overall, what was your – what did you think of this as a premiere episode? When I first watched it, I was really surprised in the direction that they went mm-hmm. because what I had anticipated – was season two to open up and we essentially see each of the kids doing whatever it is that they're like doing after being expelled. Right. And that that was kind of kind of be an expansion of the story and the universe a little bit Mm -hmm. and seeing following each of their individual stories. But obviously that's not what happens. No. So at first I was like, um, I don't like this at all. This feels really stupid to me. This feels like a cop out. Mm-hmm. And it took until episode two mm-hmm. for me to understand and get behind it. But initially, with episode one, I was like, this is weird. Did they only do this so that they could keep them within the proximity of the school? Yeah. Storytelling wise, why did this happen? But I mean, obviously, we're only talking about episode one, but having seen episodes one and two now, I understand better where they're going with mm-hmm. it. But yeah, initially, I was kind of upset. Yeah, it's kind of jarring, huh? Like, you're not. Yeah. I mean, it's like, not that I had an exact thing in my head of like what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But I guess once I saw this, I was like, well, it wasn't that. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So I and so it makes me curious. This is where I wish, like, man, I wish we had some inside track on like someone in production, or mm-hmm. you know, we got to talk to um, Merritt, the writer, because I'm curious if this was always the plan or if they shifted because of like COVID filming and right. stuff. And maybe it was like we need to be more confined. We don't have as many locations available to us, you know, to have this kid here, that kid there, or what. So um, I'm really yeah. curious what the original goal was compared to what we wound up seeing or if yeah. it, or if this really was always the plan it just felt a little jolting so yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. it it felt that way because certain shows and movies if you re if you watch them again knowing they were made during covid 
you can tell and it's pretty there are certain indicators where you're like oh yeah there's only you know five people on set or you only see the same people all the time right in in the cast or with the extras and all that kind of thing which of course would make sense because you're dealing with a pandemic you're trying to keep people contained so (laughs) it's just it it felt that way to Mm -hmm. me personally yeah Yeah. i agree um excuse me so all that to be said it's not that i I didn't hate the episode it just me either i would say the only thing that really frustrated me was the immediate breakup between brookham because that felt – I was like, oh, right. We are in DZ land. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, this is true. Yeah. As, for as much as you said last episode, like, there's so many things that, you know, they do differently from a typical DZ, this very much stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the typical DZ formula is once we finally get that love confession, once we finally get the joining together, almost immediately within an episode, maybe two – yeah, you might get two to three mm-hmm. episodes where things are actually good and mm-hmm. happy and everybody is doing well. <laughs> but – and I mean, technically, we got a, quote, entire summer of them, but we just didn't get to mm-hmm. – we just didn't get to see it. So, you know, yeah, before something inevitably happens where even if it doesn't break them up right away, you know the impending breakup is coming because some pivotal yeah. piece of information – shows up in one of their lives that somehow affects the relationship. Yes. Um, And so for this one, like, I loved the opening. This is what was, I think, so jarring, too. We get this opening scene. We see they, like, went – we have these, like, pictures, you know, that, mm-hmm. of stuff they did over the summer together. Like, they clearly enjoyed spending time together, getting to know each other better, doing activities. Like, I think there's even, like, like water skiing or something. You know, like, clearly they filled yeah. their summer and spent it together. Yeah, they're clearly together together. Oh, yeah. And have been. Yes. And they're laying on – they're laying in bed. They're just having like pillow talk essentially. Um, you know, he's asked – she's asking about his most embarrassing moment and he's sharing what it was and then he's asking about hers and she's like, I don't want to tell you mine. Um, and it, they're just having a very relaxed, very comfortable time. I think it's meant to paint the picture that like, you know, these two – are very comfortable with each other. Like they've just, they've mm-hmm. kind of found their routine and and things like that. And he winds up, Kimal winds up seeing this red dress hanging up mm-hmm. um, outside of her closet. And he's like, hey, like asks about it. And um, she says something like, yeah, I kind of bought it on a whim one day, but it's so not me. I can't pull that off. Like it's almost like too risque for her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we know of Burju, and if you just look at the way she dresses, she doesn't dress frumpy. She just dresses kind of conservatively. Um, yeah. And even her hair and makeup is just always very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, she's beautiful. Like you know, it's and I mean, and Kamal assures her of that because he kind of is like, well, put that on and I'll give you a reason to wear it. Like, I'll take you out to a nice dinner, you know? And she's kind of like, no. And he kind of is like, yes, come on. Like, you would look amazing in it. And her insecurities pop up very quickly because she kind of is like, no, enough. Like, she kind of snaps. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Like, but then the doorbell rings. She runs to go, you know, get the door. And it's a flower delivery. 
And she's like, did you send these to me? And he's like, yeah, of course I did. Like, I know they're your favorite. I wanted to get some yesterday, but they didn't have any. So I ordered them for delivery today. He's like, why? Who else? Like, who else would be sending you these? And this is when we get clued in that she clearly is still hung up on the fact that the kids Mm -hmm. like orchestrated all of their, you know, forced proximity. And uh, honestly... I a thousand percent side with Kimal in this entire thing. Like, because he's kind of like, what the heck? Like, no, I sent them to my beautiful girlfriend because I love, like, basically, like, I love her. Like, uh. yeah, it's, it's interesting because even from the conversation about her asking for his most embarrassing moment, then he asks for hers. And she essentially is like, I don't want to break this facade that you have of me. I want to keep it going as long as possible. It's like comment after comment after comment. She asks him why he's with her. She makes comments about how it's got to only be temporary. Um, He was a famous basketball player Mm -hmm. just yesterday. And now suddenly he's a, you know, in this nobody school with this nobody girl and all these things. But (laughs) see, it's, it's interesting because it's, Clearly, to me, this is showing the fact that they have not been together for very long. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of communication that they need to obviously work on. Yeah. Because she's showcasing her insecurities here. And he really is – he's trying to comfort her. And Mm -hmm. he's trying to – explain the truth to her that Mm -hmm. he's very happy with her even the card on the flowers says you know i love you like it's very it he clearly is crazy about her right but he doesn't see he's not seeing he's not understanding where her insecurities are coming from and Mm -hmm. she's also not being super clear right she's making these comments but kind of doing it in that way where it's might not be super obvious unless she just outright tells him right. which she needs to do. Yes. Yeah. So I I agree. It, like showcases kind of the their both of their weak spots, I guess. Like Yeah, I was going to say immaturity, but I don't know if that's the right word for it. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's just the way they like he is very sure of himself. He has been since the moment he arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say he doesn't have his own struggles or maybe insecurities, but he knows – he at least knows what he wants. Right. And she clearly has her own – and, you know, this isn't – obviously, we have we all struggle with this to some degree or another, you know, with self-esteem or just feeling like you're not enough or mm-hmm. you're not good enough for something or someone. And – this is clearly a main struggle in her life because, yeah, she yeah. just can't fathom why this, like, famous b- basketball star wants to be with someone like her. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and his simple answer is, like, because, like, like I'm with the beautiful woman who I love. Like, uh, right. it's that simple. And, yeah. So, and like you said, because she's not communicating it very well, she's doing it in a way where she's being defensive, where she right. – um, She's not being vulnerable in her struggle. She's mm-hmm. putting up that wall. And so for him, it's causing him to also have like a defensive reaction because he's like, I don't know, like we spent the whole summer together. Like we right. are sh- clearly sharing things with each other and getting to know one. Like he doesn't see how any clearer it can be. And yet 
Right. Because it's not like he's, it, you know, it's not like he's doing things like talking about his previous girlfriends and right. the glitz and right. glamour and this and that. Like, so he's not doing anything to make her feel like she's not enough. She right. already has that in her head. And so she's finding these little things. Right. Like, I could see her taking the whole red dress thing as like, oh, he needs, he wants somebody more glamorous and like, mm. you know, and that's not it at all. He just sees that dress and is like, what a waste that it's not on her like gorgeous body. So I'll give her right. a reason to wear it and take her out. But it's like, yeah, it's just, you're right though. It comes down to communication because. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's just frustrating because he, he is, he leaves after that. Yeah. And I I don't blame him because he's kind of like, okay, well, if you're just going to sit here and naysay everything right. I'm saying and doing to convince yourself that like, I'm not with you for any kind of like real reasons. Right. Then yeah, I'm going to go. Like I have things to do anyways. School starts tomorrow. Like goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like frustrated with him. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just – I was really upset that I was like, really? We're starting – our first scene is starting I off know. with conflict with them? Like, I expected I conflict. We have a whole season. I expected something to come that was either going to be something they have to work through, something that temporarily breaks them up. Like – Of course. Of course we expect that. I just not was in like, the first five minutes no. of, season, of episode oh, one. <laughs> no, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So then we see what Ishik is up to. And we find out that she, her parents took her away for the entire summer. She's yeah. been gone the whole time. She is obviously asking to see the kids or see one of the kids, some sort of context of right. seeing her friends. And her mom is like, no, no way. They're a bad influence. They got you suspended. Yada, yada, yada. They're bad kids. This year is important. You need to yeah. just study. And <laughs> she is like, you know, okay, but I was studying all summer as well, kind of just telling her mom, you know, I'm not sure what you're talking about because you took me away and I was also studying the entire summer as it is. So what more do you want from me? Yeah. But yeah, she, they're, they're headed into senior year and obviously the pressure is on for her. Her parental expectations Mm -hmm. have not lightened in any way. Uh, if nothing else, her mom is probably going to be going more crazy because yeah. of the trouble that she got into. Yep. So it seems, but you can tell she's, you know, she's embracing a little bit of a rebellious spirit because as you see her walking into school, she's got mm-hmm. the pink in her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's walking back. And what we, what I assumed was like her figuring out, like, now I have to face senior year alone. Right. Um, and we still don't really understand also why is she back at school? Well, she didn't get expelled. She only got suspended. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as she walks up though, she starts seeing like, wait, what? Like Karem's washing Nezjet's car. Osman is, you know, working as like an office assistant. Edda is like properly dressed in the school uniform and making coffee and spitting in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sinan is like shining Nezjet's shoes. Like they're basically his little servants. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really know, but we see that Ashuk is clearly shocked because she didn't even expect to see them there, much less in these like very buttoned up behaved roles so right um we also 
this is when we find out we have a new girl in town, right? Because yeah, so they she shows up, and then we meet her. Her name is Elif, and she heads to the office to say hi to uh, Nishdet Hojam because her dad told her to. And so it's like, okay, she clearly there's something about this girl. Mm-hmm. She comes in her own car with a driver. It's so funny because thing. I forgot. Duh, we're in the nineties. So I was like, okay, she's clearly a rich girl. Why is she in such an old car? And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, duh, Kristen. We're in the 90s. It's a, it's a new car back then. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so the first person she meets, though, really is Osman because mm-hmm. he's in Nejdet's office preparing stuff for him and getting things taken care of. But he's also doing some business. And so the fact that he's distracted, he's a little bit rude to her offhand, mm-hmm. kind of just – you know, dismisses her a little bit, yeah. T- telling her, you know, I don't make friends because she's trying to be friendly and talk to him, and says something to the effect of, I, you know, what's wrong? I thought we could be friends, and he's like, Well, I don't befriend cute little girls like you. Which the only thing she hears from that is cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this whole interaction, I was like, What the heck is wrong with I this know. girl? <laughs> Because all she hears is cute, and then the fact that Osman is kind of rude to her mm-hmm. because of that or after that, and he's ignoring her. He's on the phone. Yeah. Tells her that he only gets little girls like her in trouble. Because he's probably <laughs> then, thinking of his shook, honestly. Well, exactly. Like, but, yeah. Exactly. I, we know Osman. <laughs> we know he didn't mean anything really by it. He's kind of just being distracted and right. sort of being a jerk because of it. But then Nejdet comes in and she immediately does what she can to get him in trouble. Yes. I'm like, girl. Although I <gasps> I kind of appreciate that. I mean, obviously, like, this isn't really the, the way you go around trying to get attention from mm-hmm. someone you're attracted to. <laughs> but usually it's the guy. Like, the typical role is, like, it's the guy doing stuff like that, you know, pulling the mm-hmm. pigtails on the playground sort of thing. So I kind of that there's a role reversal and it's the girl doing it this time <laughs> instead of a guy but yeah. i mean i don't love it either way but like it's just funny because you're like honey what are you you just knocked ink over to get him in trouble and you think like that's gonna <laughs> it's not gonna give you you know better no. not gonna put you in his favor girlfriend no and so Gosh. um yeah it's just funny and but, I mean, you kind of figure out later on when you kind of get to know her better. I'm like, oh, she's like sheltered and like completely controlled. She yeah. doesn't know how – she probably doesn't really know how to act around other people or like make friends for herself. Right, um, right. So it starts to make sense a little bit later. But anyhow. Yeah. So we – um Then we get Burkham. Yeah. So she kind of walks into his office and she's kind of feeling things out like, hey, are you still mad at me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, when the person you love says that they aren't even sure, like, why you're with them. Right. And she kind of is like, okay, please, I'm sorry. Can we forget I even said that? Like, and we kind of get this cute moment because he's like, huh, how can I say no to you? And Right. Even that was interesting because she says, can we pretend it never happened? Yeah, not can we talk about it? Right, Mm -hmm. right. All I was thinking was Burju, girl. Mm-hmm. You can't just pretend things don't happen. No, and especially because this is clearly a persistent thing for her. Like, right? You, yeah. Like this isn't just a quick slip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. 
This is clearly something you've struggled with since you found out the kids even were the ones who orchestrated you two getting together. Yeah. And it's been obviously nagging at you all summer. Yeah. So yeah, this isn't something you can just forget I said because you're probably going to wind up saying something like it again soon. Like it's right. it's not – the problem's not going to go away. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he adores her and so, of course, he's like, how can I say no to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and then she tells him, you know, because the whole reason she went in there, this is what she tells him is that Nejdet is principal now. And because of that, because she knows what kind of a guy he is and what kind of a place he's going to be running in this school, she's made the decision to step down as vice principal. Mm-hmm. Now, how, oh, go ahead. what was he before? I'm, I, I think was he so was, confused. I think they were both vice principals. Oh, I think there okay. are two maybe i th- yeah i think there are two vice principals which makes sense because even at school here that a lot of times there's like the vice principal the assistant principal or the vice pre- principal of a certain thing so that does make sense exactly having, i just for some reason thought nejdet was completely the one in charge those whole okay. time not that's why i was like wait he's the principal now what like um but okay so that makes yeah. sense yeah so um because i i'm pretty sure that horny hanum got nejdet's position which is why we see her in that office with Burju. Okay. And then, of course, later well, – well, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's next um, episode, huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think that they were – part of it was kind of confusing, too, because they clearly have switched filming locations. Yeah. So – The offices are different. Yeah. And she obviously w- was sharing an office with Nejdet previously but yeah. it just looks so different that mm-hmm. you're like it i don't know it just seems more obvious now that there's two people in one office yeah i agree um so yeah and when she tells him that he's like well i know because he already offered me your position mm. and with i listen i understand that might be shocking like oh he did but like she kind of flips out on him like he doesn't even say he's accepted the position just that he was offered it and she's kind of like like, what the heck, like, um, she kind of winds up saying, like, why would you even take a job like this? Because, like, you're just, do you not realize this is, like, my livelihood? And for you, I know this is just some, like, petty school. Well, what she says is, so you'll be on Nejdet's side. And he passes it off and says, Nejdet is nobody. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like, who, who cares? And that is what triggers her, the don't okay. worry about it. Yeah. Because she's like, don't worry about it. You clearly don't understand that this is who I am. This is yeah. my life. This is everything. And the school, my students, uh, and and of course, again, we don't have the bigger context of mm-hmm. this. So it she really looks like she's absolutely overreacting. Yeah. And Kimal acts accordingly mm-hmm. because, yeah, she's like, you don't understand. This is just some – it's just some tiny, insignificant school to you. Why do you care anyway? You're only here temporarily. I'm just some cute teacher that you happen to fancy. So she's like launching into this whole thing mm-hmm. and Kimal's done. Yeah. Well, and I can't really blame him. Like <sighs> – I know it's it's not as easy as black and white. Like, I understand, like, where she's coming from because when he first arrived, like, yeah, he was just kind of like, whatever, this is just the job I had to take to, you know. Right. But, like, I feel like with how – like, give him more credit. Like, 
he clearly cares. Like he helped you with, I mean, for goodness sakes, you told him to go pull the fire alarm and he went and pulled it, not even knowing why you wanted him to do it. Mm -hmm. And then like continued to help you where these kids were concerned has shown you've seen him like show regard at the very least for Sinan, like, you know, so it's like, he's not the same guy who walked in here at the, you know, beginning of the school year last year. And, um, but she still sees it as like, he's just biding his time. Like you said, till something better comes along or his career gets launched again. And obviously this is a form of her protecting herself for when she's sure he's eventually going to leave her. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like not comparing she's not thinking about his actions right she's thinking about her own insecurities Mm -hmm. and her assumptions about him yes and she's not marrying the two by Mm -hmm. talking to him right and actually asking him and actually listening to him she's just letting her fears run away with her yeah well and like it's interesting because I understand why she maybe stepped down because it's like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of whatever his regime is going to be because I yeah. know. But at the same time, it's like part of me is like, wouldn't that be all the more reason for you to keep it so that you can try to like mitigate some of this? And right. like, rather than him being able to just hire some lackey who's going to do his bidding, like we right. know you'll at least push back. We know you'll at least be – you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's how I saw it is like, why would you quit that job? Like – because we know yeah. you're not going to be his lackey. You just opened it up for him to hire someone who would be like – Yeah. And, and yeah, part of me too was kind of wondering and questioning why doesn't she do what she can to make sure he's not appointed? Mm-hmm. It, aren't there – isn't there something she can do as a staff member, as a vice principal? Right. What if she goes for the position? You mm-hmm. know, there are all these different kind of options, but she – which is kind of a weird thing to me mm-hmm. because season one, Burju, not that she was brash or anything like mm-hmm. that, but she stood up for what she believed in. Yeah. And so this kind of seems a little off to me yeah. that she wouldn't be challenging him. I know, you know, Nejda is still mad at her or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. It just seemed yeah. a little off. Yeah, I agree. Um so he, Kim All, has kind of like had enough of basically being told he's a snob. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, I'm not dealing, like, we're done. And she's like, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, yeah, you're damn right I am. Like, that's enough. And I'm like, oh, I mean, but I get, I get it. I really get why he's frustrated. Like, <laughs> you're totally team Kim All with this whole situation. I am. And nor, and I, I'm much more down the middle. Like, I do understand his frustration and I get it. Yeah. And we also haven't seen how long this has been going on. True. At the same time, though, it's on both of them. If, if he's been this frustrated, he mm-hmm. should be pushing her more. True. And, and asking more questions. Like, yeah. what's the deal? You need to talk to me. Yeah. But he's just letting his emotions get the better of him as well in yeah. this situation. He would rather not deal with it. And so he just breaks up with her, which I don't know if I agree with. If if he really, <laughs> truly mm-hmm. loves her as much as he says he does, yeah. I think he would have pushed further personally. All right. That's so fair. That's we're fair. Just, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't happen that often when we're like dissecting stuff like this. So, um, I I do see your point though. I do. I guess I'm just 
yeah, I guess I just get more frustrated. I'm more frustrated with her than I am with him, I guess, about how like right. she's handling how it's being handled. Um, yeah. But yeah, not that he's perfect. You're right. So I should make yeah, that clear. And I, I don't and think I don't he's even like know. this beacon I'm not of like perfection. picking sides. Yeah. I'm kind of like, you idiots both just talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that happens and – We the, get the shook, right? Talking to the kids. Yeah. And it's kind of clear they're keeping something from her because she's like, what the heck is going on? Like, why mm-hmm. are you this? Why are you that? And they're just like, things change. You know, are – they just give some like – very like prefabricated answers to her that like clearly we know are not true because they're also trying to like kind of push her off and like not have her around them Mm -hmm. and you know um so after edda and osman and karem kind of leave she does get to hug sinan and the look on his face is just so sweet like as he's hugging her but like at the same time you know he's also probably trying to put a distance there um because he, he says something like you always just say whatever you feel <laughs> whatever you feel just comes out of your mouth with yeah. no ill intent and it's like oh Sinan I know <laughs> and she kind of tries to like get him to talk to her about whatever's going on and he same thing he doesn't mm-hmm. um and so you know she's mad about it obviously yeah and I love that. Like, give me all. So she, you know, he either storms off or she storms off. I don't remember, but Kimal sees like, okay, something is going on. Yep. And give me all the Kimal and Sinan scenes. Like, I know. I just I know. love their pairing. Like, mm-hmm. it's I love it. Um, it's the pairing I didn't know I needed last season, but then when mm-hmm. we get those little like sneak peeks of it, I'm yeah. like, I love them. So he's like, okay, he basically calls him. On whatever he's like, look, I know something's up. This is not you guys. Tell me what's yeah. going on. And Sinan's yeah. like, okay, I'll tell you everything. And he does off camera. Mm-hmm. So we still don't know what the heck is going on, right. but we know that now Kim all knows. Yes. So yeah. they head over to the big flag ceremony or mm-hmm. whatever. And Nejda uh, introduces a leaf to the entire school. Mm-hmm. Talk about my personal nightmare. <laughs> And, well, and it looks like it's hers too. Like she's just yeah. standing up there, like okay. And he, yeah, he's telling them all that she has a famous father and that she's a piano prod- mm-hmm. prodigy and she's a famous concert pianist and all this stuff. Yeah. And they're so honored to have her at the school. <laughs> like that's really gonna put her in their favor I of know. her classmates. I know. Uh, but then he goes into this whole thing. About his new system, Mm -hmm. which is just bonkers. It's like he's turning it into some kind of military school. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the A kids, the B kids. Like basically they're all getting tested and the super smart and gifted ones, like they're going to get the best quality education. They're going to spend their most time and all their resources on these kids. Yeah. And it's like gross. Like – yeah. I mean, I understand there's like honors and AP classes here and stuff. Like you want kids who need to be challenged more to be challenged more. Right. But you don't treat them as elite or more important than the right. kids who are not in those classes. Like and that's exactly what he's doing. Like Yeah, it's like a whole class system now mm-hmm. with the Hall of Fame and they earn the pins and if you don't test well, you get kicked out of class A. Yeah. <laughs> They shut off the lights in the halls. Yeah, it's like very public shaming. There's less time for lunch. It's like, geez. (laughs) 
But he's clearly trying to impress Elif's dad because we do find out he's like the head honcho, like educational director for for the government, right? Yeah. So yeah. obviously he's trying to get in his good graces to permanently get this principal position, right? And whatnot. So, um, and it's very obvious that as because as he's explaining this whole new class system, we're seeing it kind of happen. We're right. getting a montage of it happening. It's very clear that Burju hates this. Mm-hmm. I mean, understandably, I hate it too. Yeah. Um, and so we see then we switch back over to like sometime after school because, ugh, Sinan's dad. And now we get to meet his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a peach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's something. Um. And they're basically deciding they want to sell the house. Yeah. Because, oh, it'll give them extra money and all this stuff. Like, and, like, seriously, I know you haven't watched this show before, but every time his dad comes on screen and now his mom, I think of that Parks and Rec gif where John Ralphio is like, the worst. And it's like, I'm sure you've seen that gif before if you haven't seen the show. But, like, that's what plays in my head every time they come – because they're just – atrocious like they're such yeah. garbage humans yeah they don't because care about Sinon at, at all they're all. arguing over who has to take him not who gets to take him yeah but like she's kind of like well that's my dad i'll take him so you need to take Sinon. and he's like i've got twins uh newsflash plenty of people with twins also have other children like well and that whole conversation was so stupid too because he's like our extra room is being taken up by the nanny and yeah, the, so you have help his, already. You have extra help. And his mom was like, what are you talking about? I thought that your wife quit her job or whatever. And he's like, well, she's just so ti- too tired of taking care of the kids. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. She both sucks so bad. They're so horrendous. Like, don't even take Sinan. He doesn't deserve to be in that household. Gosh. I know. Seriously. I I know we've already said this before, but like for people for- – Two characters who are not very developed at all and don't have a ton of screen time in this whole series. I don't think I've ever felt such hatred. Yeah. For yeah. like characters who like don't really have that much screen time. Like, no. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I literally wrote, like, please let them die. <laughs> I just hate Honestly. them so much. Cause Sinan, of course, can hear all of this. <sighs> yeah. As he's like getting them chai and stuff. Like, ugh. Anyways, so we the four, the four other kids, the mm-hmm. our little fab four, I guess. They see there's like a kid getting bullied by the buses or like the transportation. Yeah, and they kind of swoop in to defend him mm-hmm. and help him, and so Ashuk's like, "What the heck?" Like, right? You know, so she kind of even makes an offhanded comment to whoever she's with, like, "Hey, do you believe the things you see or do you believe the things you hear?" Like, right? Because she's very clearly seeing like. They still have kind of that fight in them, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they stepped up ready to go to bat for this kid. So she's like, what the heck is going on? Some Like, she knows something is going on. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then time has obviously passed because we mm-hmm. so, they had that whole calendar thing. So mm-hmm. they're all going through their year mm-hmm. and still not talking to each other. But Ashok is clearly seeing things mm-hmm. that, like you said, indicate that they really are still the same kids. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, this is like, I, <laughs> this next part. This is like in Throne of Glass when you're like, 
why does this stuff keep happening to Selena? Mm-hmm. What has she ever done yeah. to anyone? Seriously. Well, I mean, you know, other than being an assassin. But <laughs> – but she had to become an assassin because of the things that have happened she to her. She had to. So. <laughs> she had no choice. She would have died. She really didn't. So this stuff has been happening to her long before she became an assassin. <laughs> but I'm like, that's Sinan. Like, what did, what did he ever do? I Why know. does this keep happening Why, to him? I, it's, golly, he like, oh, I just, I just love him so much. And like all these, like his parents are terrible. They don't give a crap about him. He works his butt off to be in school, to take care of his grandpa, to take care of the bird, to keep up with the house as best he can. Yeah. And then he's getting ready to whatever they're going to be going to do or whatever. And his grandpa's not answering him. And he goes over to the chair and realizes that grandpa has died. As soon as he's like, Grandpa, wake up. I was like, no, no. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, it just, oh, my gut just wrenches. Like, I'm like, he just deserves everything good. And the universe just keeps kicking him. It's horrible. And he's like, he he kind of can't deal because who would be able to in that moment? Yeah. And he's just kind of like. Everything's starting to implode. He goes outside to just try to breathe and, you know, drink and mourn. And because, like, what the heck's going to happen? His parents are already planning on selling the house out from under him. Now he doesn't even have his grandpa. Like, they have less of a reason to even let this house – because his grandpa kind of says something like, basically, like, like hell, they're going to sell this house. And it kind of makes scene on smile, you know? Yeah. And now, like, even that smidgen of hope is gone. Right. And so – it just kills me because I'm like, oh my gosh. One like, more thing for poor freaking Sinan. One more thing. <sighs> uh, so we get some more uh, Burkham because obviously, like we said, some time has passed and Burju comes to talk to Kimal. And she's – it really kind of seems like she just has some stuff to get off her chest. I was going to say because she kind of just bursts in, right? And just kind of yeah. like – it clearly she's been thinking about this over the calendar time that has passed. And right, right, yeah, because she's talking to him about you know, you know, what, why do we doubt what we already know and feel, mm-hmm. and essentially that her mind and her heart are in conflict when it comes to him, mm-hmm. and she's kind of asking why is that, and of course his response is you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself. <laughs> Listen, listen, I know you're going to be shocked, but I agree. Like, he can't answer that for her. That is her own insecurity that she has. Right. Like, he can't fix it for her. Like, right. she does have to answer that for herself. Why do I keep letting my mind and my – like, why do I keep letting my mind lie to my heart or my heart lie to my mind? However, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. And, I mean, yeah, she does because other people can't fix your insecurities. Other people can't – they can't they're they if and if they do they're just a band-aid for it eventually it's gonna you know it's it's a band-aid over a bullet hole essentially you know like that's right. something you have to heal from within internally and yeah so when he's kind of like well that's something you have to figure out I'm like well you're right <laughs> right well and and we after he says that again we figure we get a little more insight into mm-hmm. what she's thinking and feeling about him. Yeah. And she essentially is like, that's right, because you always know what to do, don't you? you you're never mm-hmm. unsure of yourself. You never question your own thoughts and feelings and whatever you do. And 
So this is clearly her – we're seeing her perception of him mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah. And as a, a result, we're seeing her own perception of herself. Yes. And the fact that she is very confused and that yeah. she is constantly unsure of herself. Mm-hmm. So he basically gets – a little irritated and he's like, well, you're wrong and starts to walk away. But she can tell that something is bothering him. Something so, else, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hang on, what's what's wrong? What's going on? What's what's wrong with you? And he's like, well, you know, you're precious little kids. <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> he ends up spilling the beans on what happened, why they're then, back, mm-hmm. why they're magically back and unexpelled. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we still don't get to hear. We just right. know that he t- – and again, though, this is yet another, like, Virgil, if he really just had such little regard for this job and this school, why would he even bother telling you this? Right. Like, but obviously, she, she didn't get to witness him going to Sinan and make him tell him. So, you know, right. obviously, I'm, I'm not – I can't hold that against her. Only we saw that. Right. But the fact that he's like, let me tell you what's going on – like, if he did not give a crap, he wouldn't even bother to tell you this. He wouldn't have even bothered to get that information to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, of course, she um, – sh- you can tell she's, like – she's affected by whatever this information is mm-hmm. because she storms into Nezjet's office right after this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she sees Osman and she yeah. basically is like, well, I know everything and I need to talk to Nezjet. And he's kind of like, you know everything what? And she's like, I know what deal you guys made. I know what you did. And Osman is kind of like, we'll just deny it. Don't Don't get involved. Don't say anything. Yeah. Don't well, report he's like, it. Don't you think that we deserved it? Because she mm-hmm. says she's going to report it to the educational ministry. And she's like, what do you mean, don't I think you deserved it? She says something to the effect of like, Osman, you're so mature, yet you're such a child still. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, but he basically tells her, well, if you try to put a stop to this, mm-hmm. we're just going to deny it. And yeah. we're just going to say that we wanted to do this. Yeah. Yep. And so she, at first I was like, oh, yes, Burju, queen. Because she runs straight to a shook and is like, mm-hmm. she empties the bathroom, makes sure nobody else can hear. But then when she says, basically, I'm about to tell you what I'm going to tell you because I know what it's like to be manipulated. Like, so you can tell she's obviously calling her out for the fact that what the kids did to bring her and Kim all together. Right, right. And since I won't do the same thing to you guys that you did to me, I'm going to tell you what's going on. So it's a tiny bit self-serving, but for the most part, I do, you know, the 98% of me is like, thank God she just goes and like tells her what the kids did. Yeah, she still doesn't totally think through this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we'll see the result of but it yeah i i think i do think her intentions were good yes i do agree because yes while she obviously is still mad about being manipulated she also is like i don't want that to happen to you mm-hmm. so i am gonna tell you what's going on yeah yeah i don't think any of us expected a sh- i mean we expected a shook to react i don't think any of us expected her to react the way she did right, <laughs> um, right. which we'll get to but so we finally get a flashback. We are now finally going to find out what happened. Yes. So we flash back to the four months ago, right at right at the end of season one, you know, with the uh, assembly thing where, you know, mm-hmm. the last speech is made. And um, 
so we kind of find out that um, what the kids kind of each started to do. Well, they, you know, they all got expelled except for Ashok who got suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of see like what their summer started to be like a little bit. Like Edda's parents are trying to set her up, I assume, with that kid, like an arranged, almost like at a an arranged marriage relationship type thing. Like, oh, get to know them so that, you know, eventually you two will get married because, again, mm-hmm. that's all they're obsessed with is her marrying into a good, rich family. Right. Um, we see Osman is, like, now working with his dad. Um, Karem is, like, you know, having to clean up the beach instead of just getting to be on it and enjoying his summer. Mm-hmm. Sinan is just morose and drinking and depressed. Um, and... Like, well, and we see that Nejda is really miserable mm-hmm. because the kids are empowered <laughs> all over the place with the whole F you, we won't apologize mm-hmm. with Osman's face. They're having to paint over it over and over. Yeah. And he's mad because they've essentially become heroes because of this whole situation. Yep. And it totally backfired on him mm-hmm. because he thought he was sticking it to them by making them apologize and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty desperate to figure out a way to fix this and to get himself back on top power-wise. Mm-hmm. And then we actually see how he works his way into the principal position by manipulating and getting the principal fired yep. with some weird donation thing where mm-hmm. there's obviously like fraud or stealing happening. Yeah. And then he reports it to the <laughs> to the officer and it's just – it's bad. So he – if we had any doubt as to Neshtet's, you know, whether he was really a good guy at heart. Yeah. <laughs> and just slightly misguided. <laughs> yeah. Nope. He's definitely not. No, he is not. Um, So, yeah, he lies his way into the position. It's still only temporary because he's basically the interim because they fired this one based on, right. you know, all the stuff he he did. So he's the interim. Um. And so, but the students, like I said, everybody else still kind of hates him, like all this stuff. And so he's going to try, now in his principal's position is going to try and like change that. So he basically calls the kids in, Mm -hmm. the four of them. And they're all kind of like, they're curious enough because they're like, what could this guy possibly want? Like, Mm -hmm. we don't go there anymore. Like. But they're enough to be like, well, let's just see what he has to say. And he basically tells them like, well, I found your weak spot. Like The second he said that, because the whole time mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what could he possibly have over mm-hmm. them? That's all I was thinking because yeah. I was thinking he, he's obviously blackmailing them. Right. He obviously has some kind of power over them, mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. The second he said, I figured out your weak spot, I was like, oh, <laughs> I like suddenly came to yep. me. I was like, why didn't I figure this out earlier? Well, because so, you wouldn't, you know that she for sure is Sinan's weak spot. Like, right. But the thing is, they do all realize, like, they, because at one point, I don't know if this happened already. No, this happens after the fact when they're contemplating whether they're going to do it. Um, you know, because he's like, well, I'm going to let you come back. I don't even care if you burn the school down. Mm-hmm. Like, but you will do every single thing I say. Yeah. You will, you know, 
all the stuff we saw them doing at the beginning. And they're kind of like, why would we do that? And he's like, oh, because if you don't, if you even step out of line, I will expel Ishuk. And like, of course, they know that's right. She is their weak spot because, mm-hmm. you know, she sees as they're contemplating it later. I love that Edda's like, she has a right to know. Like, if we're going to do yes. this, we have to tell her. Yes. Um, Even though the rest of them are adamantly against it. She does wind up not telling her. She just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but cause they kind of are all contemplating why they're, whether they should or should not go along with this. And they obviously decide to go along with it because they're like, I think it's Edda who says she's the glue of this crew. And I was yeah. like, you know, and she really is. Cause, and they all talk about ways that she's changed them mm-hmm. and encouraged them and made them better people. And yeah. so of course they don't want to be the reason that something bad happens to her. Yeah. And yeah, I think Sinan says, like, she's a reason to live. She makes me think that the world is actually a good place. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, sweet baby angel. Sweet, hurt, broken little baby angel. Um, so, yeah, so she basically, it does, like, fine, we're going to do this. I know you guys just want her to be happy. and Because the rest of them are like, she'll feel guilty. She won't want us to do it. Or she'll feel right. bad, you know. And Sinon's just like, let her live in her happy bubble. Yeah. And it is like, screw you guys, I'm telling her. (laughs) So she goes to the payphone to call and check up on her, see how she's doing, and chickens out. Yeah. Kind of realizes this will make her feel bad, this will make her feel guilty. And so she ends up going back to Sinon's. I like how she just like flops on the bed next to him and she's just like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So well, and they're all trying to protect her. Yeah. But it's already back we can already see that it's already backfired for them. Right. right. And she's not happy with them and mm-hmm. she's not talking to them. She's just doing her own thing. Yeah. Because to her, they have completely forgotten who they really are mm-hmm. and they've just sold out to Nejdet. Yeah. So she's upset. Yeah. So they're not even keeping her happy like they planned right. to. So, and then we flash forward and we can clearly see (laughs) that she's freaking out. And of course, who wouldn't freak out if you find out that your friends have been totally blackmailed, they've been trying to protect you, but they've also been lying to you about it the entire time. Yeah. It's just such a mess. It is. And so she just has a knee-jerk reaction. She just needs to, (laughs) to put it lightly. (laughs) Like, she's just – she's got all these feelings. She's probably – on one hand, she's angry. She's hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a part of her even is like – obviously, that part's not ruling her right now. But the part of her has to be like, wow, they, like, love me enough to want to protect me. Right. So there's all these, like, warring emotions. But yeah. overall, she's just upset. And so she basically is like, well, let me just get myself expelled. And then they have no – they yeah, have no reason to continue acting this way. So, girlfriend, and what a way she chooses to what? get herself expelled! Oh my gosh, there's <laughs> no bigger way she could have chosen because that director of education is there. Yep, yep. the whole school is there. Yep. everybody's ready. Nejda oh. is ready to show off everything. Oh my god! And gosh. of course, with his pride at stake. It's that's like the most dangerous thing that you can do with Nejdet because uh-huh. it's all about pride and power for this guy. Yep. And she takes that red paint and she dumps it right over him. 
And then gives the whole crowd two middle fingers yep. and is like, F all of you. Yep. <laughs> yep. And surprise, surprise, she's promptly expelled. What do you know? <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. It's, oh. But again, it's like, she kind of... Like, she obviously kind of did that to free her friends, too. Even if she's mad at them, even right. if, like, because with her expelled, they have no reason to mm-hmm. continue their little servanthood. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. They come back to school. Edda's in her normal, like, you know, the way she adjusts her uniform to kind of make it her own. Mm-hmm. Karem. Well, we only get one one final little scene. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think yeah, this is the next episode. Because, yeah. That's right. Because we essentially see Ashuk's walk of shame mm-hmm. out of the school. And then as Nejda is trying to get the red paint mm-hmm. taken off of him, <laughs> he's looking outside and he sees – it's just the three of them because Sinan obviously is dealing with the death of his grandpa. Right. And so it's just Eda, Osman, and Karem, and they are just staring each other down at yep. that point. <laughs> yep. And doesn't Neja do his stupid, like, knife yes. across the throat thing again? But they're just kind of looking at him like, well, what can you do to us now? Like, the thing yeah. you were holding over us is no longer valid. Yeah. Um, and- it's crazy to me how very kind of blatantly unprofessional that guy is. <laughs> I know. Like – G like cursing the children yes. constantly. Like you like constantly calling them like little dicks them. and stuff. Like it's yeah. <laughs> well, even the whole like he's right in front of another teacher when uh-huh. he does his whole like slit the throat thing. And it's like if I were ever at school and I saw my principal making that yeah. motion to a kid, I'd be like, um, I'm calling the superintendent. Yeah. you freak. <laughs> also, also like. Ishuk did this. Like, why are you – they weren't with her. They were yeah. down at the assembly. Like, they had nothing to do with her pouring that paint. Like, yet you're exactly. automatically – yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, dude, <laughs> you should have been fired ages ago. You're yeah. so unprofessional. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, oh, I hate him. <laughs> but he's such a, like, caricature of a villain, too, that it's like, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. So, yeah, yeah. pretty, we, pretty big ending. Yeah, pretty explosive. So, um, a lot happens. Granted, these episodes are a little bit longer. They're like mm-hmm. they're like fifty minutes long versus like thirty or forty. But um, it just that was a lot, and we spanned a lot of time, like you said, because yeah. you know, we kind of I think sped it's like through. November, or December when we yeah. kind of finish and when she actually gets expelled. Mm-hmm. So we're like halfway through the school year at this point. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, but there you go. So there's yeah. our very unexpected, not at all what I would have thought was going to happen after the season one finale, mm-hmm. um, season two premiere. Yeah, totally um, different. So we are. Yeah, we're going to go record episode two now. So we're getting caught up. We're getting stockpiled for you guys. That's um, right. So as usual, you guys know where to find us um, on social media, all that stuff. Links for the store, email, all that good stuff is in our episode notes, um, along with the continued sharing of links for ways that you can continue to help with the earthquake relief um, happening over in Turkey. So um We will be back next week for you all with uh, either however you want to look at it, season two, volume two, or um, volume 10 um, Mm. of Ashkana One. So until next time. Good as shit is. Push to call. Bye.